Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Russell Cade, and welcome to Man Baggage. This is the show where I slap my bag on the desk and empty the sack of insecurity all into the ears of the listeners and sometimes over the faces as well if you're watching the video clips what i'm saying i'm squirting my insights into your face and ears and we talk about the things we wish men would talk about uh, which is why we've got this absurdly unwelcomely high female listenership this isn't for you you nosy cows sod off this was supposed to be for men talking about their shit but guess who listens in at the keyhole wanting to know why men perving on the boobies of people who aren't their girlfriends girls that's woo so uh, i thought we'd be a good one today we're going to talk about mistakes getting things wrong growth from mistakes why we get things wrong is there a difference in attitude towards mistakes from men and women and what a pair of guests i have today Fellow jester Matt Richardson is in the house. Matt, how are you? I'm really good, thanks. Thanks for having me back. No, you're most welcome. You had a birth, didn't you have a birthday recently? Wasn't it? I did. I was 30 a week ago. Granddad, how does that feel, Granddad? Well, I mean, look, it, it, it wasn't ideal. Like, you know, I, 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 I based one, a lot of my career early doors on being like the young comedian on the circuit. And that backfires because you can't keep that forever, can you? No, that's why you're better off being like old before your time. Yes, you know, like, you know, comedians like Dara, who was already 70 when he was 20, he just gets better <laughs> yeah. and better. Who never, he was never aged because he imagine, always looked awful. Exactly. Imagine, I always looked excellent, I'd like to say. <laughs> ah, imagine someone like me bouncing around with boyish energy in their 60s. It's going to be absolutely pathetic and tragic. <laughs> yeah, look, you're, you're kind of the experiment. How That's you it. do, <laughs> then it's going to be like, I will do a roughly the same about 10 years later. <laughs> I have to empty my colostomy at a specially scheduled extra interval. Also, <laughs> we're joined by our female auditor. Now, why do we have a female auditor if it's a podcast about men's mental health and men's attitudes for the simple reason is this i've realized that men quickly drift into matey laddish stereotypes that are complete bollocks half of the time so we need powerful female energy to keep us in place and bringing that big clit energy today it's louisa zisman <laughs> and it is a sizable one as well you were in the guinness book of records for some time having a four inch man in the boat clip. it was actually you'd slap it down on the table and break it in half it's really is something and uh, welcome louisa how are you I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So I thought, I mean, well, you're both given that, you know, the, the businesses we're in and the journeys you've had through the business. Today's subject is going to be bittersweet, certainly for me. I mean, I don't think you can be a stand up 
without learning from mistakes. Mistakes are some of the biggest learning opportunities, but they fucking hurt when you're a stand-up comedian because it <laughs> often results in silence stroke booing that hurts like a physical pain. But Matt Richardson, how good are you at using mistakes for growth? And do you think you've got better and maybe it's something that held you back in the beginning? So let's find out whether today's subject, stress, differs massively when it comes to the genders. Do men experience stress differently to women? Do they experience it the same, but react differently? That's something in preparing for today's recording I've learned is more about the stress reaction. First of all, some terms before I introduce my wonderful panel. The term stress is a neutral term. I want to say that at the top. It's not negative or positive. It actually comes from two different terms, distress, which will sound familiar, which is the negative version, and the less familiar one that's been dropped from the language, eustress, ironically spelled EU stress, which is what we're going to be going through once Brexit kicks in. So that's the positive stress. And who have I got to debate this? Well, two perfect subjects. I've got Chloe Maley, who constantly puts her guns under stress in the gym. <laughs> and I've got Melvin Adum, who stresses me just by being a perfect human on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, two incredibly talented broadcaster, media personalities, authors. Have you written a book yet, Melvin? I know Chloe's not, not yet. one out. No, I'm not I feel that like clever. I might do one day. I wanted to do one on riddles. That will happen soon. Yeah, or will it? I'm a book. I'm 10 pages <laughs> So first of all, how are you both? What have you got cooking at the moment, Melvin? Where can we find you? Where can we see you? What have you got going on? What have you got coming up? Uh, Mondays to Thursdays on BBC Radio 1 at the moment with Ricky and Charlie, which is amazing. We just got a promotion, so we're doing the live lounge really, really soon. Uh, so staying busy with that. DJing gigs is kind of kicking off again and just did a massive conference with Lego in Denmark. So that was really cool. Nice one. Fucking hell. How cool is that? That's the yeah, last one I thought you were going to say, say on my list. You know, I, dropped in, <laughs> I dropped into Florida and I was DJing for this nightclub. I'm doing Radio 1. I did a live lounge of some people spitting bars on Thursday. So I'm still hungover from the gig. And I did Lego. I did Lego. <laughs> the natural and I conclusion with Lego to, as well. to the coolest list out of the three of us is, is Lego. That's what I love about Melvin. Brings it back down to the gigs. <laughs> But for now, I'm joined by a man, Dana Baptiste, comedian, uh, writer, satirist, actor. If you go back to Sunny D, definitely an actor. I mean, playing himself, you could argue, but acting nonetheless. Uh, does a bit of everything, the show-off bastard. He's in, he's in stand-up man corner. And why is my other guest a female? Well, quite simply this. It's all too easy for two men to drift into, well, you know what girls be like, stereotypes. We need a female auditor process the information, make sure we're not drifting into that area. And it is, of course, the wonderful broadcaster, media legend. I think you've had a book out as well, haven't you, Olivia? Have you written yet? Got one of those out? In the pipeline. Get, I, I thought it might be. I can't tell you more than that. Pipeline. Maybe also also civil engineering, add that as well. Civil engineering. Uh, she works, in, she can get trunk in, she can do your plumbing. Too. I've created two humans. Have you She's two created two, in my body. two humans in her body. It is, of course, Olivia Wayne. Um, so I want to talk about regret today people um regret is a quite difficult emotion or thought to pin down i mean the definition of it is a feeling of sadness repentance disappointment over an occurrence or something that one has done or failed to do i can't decide whether that's negative or positive mostly we can start with things like bossiness or cheating and go well that's a negative thing why does it happen but surely some regret is good i've always thought a human being devoid of regret we know another name for that 
serial killer. Uh, you know, you should, it's normal, isn't it, to reflect, oh God, why did I do that? Why did I say that? But maybe my guests will disagree, but let's, the obvious kickoff question, Livia Wayne, what's your biggest regret? And if that's too large, what's your biggest regret in the last year? Go COVID. So Chloe's a brilliant person to go to first on this. By the way, if you've never listened to Man Baggage before and you've arrived here as a fan of uh, Melvin's or Chloe's, let me let me explain. We have a female auditor on here in case we slip into sexist generalities. <laughs> that That is uh, Chloe's purpose. But I just wondered, living with quite a high... Oc- I know James a little bit now. Living with quite a high-octane male who I imagine, you know, if you left the Philadelphia spread out the side, there'd probably be a meeting about it or a, or a chart. <laughs> Do you think men stress more than women? Or is it just a temperament thing? In every couple, there's sort of one stress head and one Buddha. I, uh, you know what? I always find when I come on your podcast, Russell, that I'm the one that actually says quite, I don't know, gender-assuming sentences. I think it's fair to say James specifically is he's really he is a high stress human being. And I think that comes <laughs> from being he just is. I think it comes from being a professional athlete and basically having for his whole career. He had a, a way to channel this stress into, you know, it's, it was the adrenaline and the cortisol and the game playing. And it's a contact sport rugby. And since he retired, he hasn't had that. So his stress levels are like, I'm, I'll just say it, pretty unmanageable since he retired. And I think you were right when you said in the intro, I actually think it's how he deals with his stress via me. So he's very quick to anger. And I know a lot of my friends who are married say the same thing about their husbands. Like when he gets stressed with work, he comes home and he just attacks me. And I don't know, and I don't know any women that do that when they're stressed. I think, yeah. and this is why I'm going to say like the gender, you know, assuming sentence. I think when women deal with stress, it, it is more emotive. It, we are a bit more emotional about it. And we, I know that like me and my female friends, little things will happen, like we'll struggle to sleep or we'll feel very kind of, yeah, we'll have very, very kind of erratic mood swings. Whereas I think all the men I know, they do just tend to just attack and that's how they, they process it. But yeah, I, I think that I couldn't have married a bigger stress head if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I think biggest regret over, over like in the entirety of my life is far too big. I haven't even gone there. Don't want to. Okay, Bring so let's do much. what's your biggest... Your biggest regret in the last year? In the COVID year, probably, just on a career level, because let's keep it at this stage quite light, is not (laughs) Uh trying... Sorry, did you want to go deeper? Well, actually, no, let's go deeper. I think my biggest regret is not kind of... I think this has been a divisive year. It's really separated people, families, friendship groups, and maybe not being empathetic enough that actually people are struggling and trying to make the best of things. So maybe there's been clashes and debates and far too much passion when actually everyone's just scared. So my biggest regret is how I've handled potential pitfalls and interactions. Interesting. Dane Bap tweets, what is your, that's his uh, Twitter handle, by the way, uh, what is your biggest regret of the last year? Feel free to go there lifelong if you want to, but don't. Real pressure, I'd, I'd, I'd say I, I try not to narrow it onto one particular regret. I think because I'm someone who believes very much in that causality and the butterfly effect. So there are some uh, maybe poor decisions which may uh, precipitate as into good ones. Oh, I regret leaving this window open before beginning this podcast. Dane's doing his Radio One Extra show at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not press the sound effect buttons, Dane? I know, uh, keep, and keep going for the same and go for the same ones as well. Um, but I, uh, I'm so old. No, I think my biggest regret is always the what is is the the one regret I think um, because it's all about reflection on the life I have now. I think my biggest regret is not uh, prioritizing uh, my happiness um, and not taking responsibility for my own happiness. Because yeah, I think most of those things are quite linked in that um, where I've done things that I've been quite regretful. They've been based on maybe me acting in a way whether I'm even conforming to social convention or doing what I think people think I should do or acting out of fear as instead of, you know, prioritising happiness for myself and maybe the person I'm involved with in the longer term as well. And, um, you know, I think, yeah, so I guess another way of praise, giving in to fear has been probably my biggest regret. Or acting Interesting. Out of fear. Yeah. Now, this what just listening to both of you, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Obviously, we're only you know, in this uh, space today, two men and one woman. So I get that. I'm only asking you to speak from your personal, this is your opinions we're looking for. I'm not upgrading either of you to anthropologist or sociologist, but opinions are interesting. Just listening to that, Olivia, um, and listen to how you both spoke. And as you go, oh my God, do I go there? I don't know. Blah. I mean, do you, much more of an emotional response than the way I would have responded like Dane with a kind of audit of, of regret for the previous year. This is what I wish I'd done differently. Do you think, men process regret differently to women or do you think we just express how we talk about it differently i think both i think i regret for me is a physical feeling i feel sick about things i get that though dane sorry to stop cutting you off but that's quite a strong thing to say dane dane do you get that do you get that physical oh god oh god uh, i I spilt wine on the on the couch i still think about shit like that years later yeah i mean uh, i think most men probably understand their post-coital clarity is a big one nothing nothing is a good basis for like regrets than being like after you uh you know after you have an orgasm and you're like 
What am I doing here? I have a family. I, I really, I, oh, what am I doing I really, here? I'm supposed to be getting married. I really like month. those socks. What have I done? I love those. <laughs> yeah, socks. exactly. Yeah, God, those are birthday present from my grandmother. So sorry, No, no, but you keep talking about things that are like, oh, I spilled wine on the couch. That's not regret. That's like I stupid. Hey, that was a fucking. I just ejaculated into my nan's sock in Dane's mind. Come on, okay, that's pretty a bit extreme. More, a bit yeah, more. but do you know, like I'm talking about, like. <laughs> Why did I say that in the heat of that moment when I knew it would hurt and I was trying to hurt, but now I regret ever saying it because I can't take it back and I feel ill about it because I was only trying to get the reaction. I didn't mean, you know, all of that feel. And it like, mm. it can cause, pro you know, the sleeplessness, the sick feeling, just literally cringing and shuddering and just, oh, just get it away. But then as you mm. see, you have to learn from it because of the butterfly effect. But actually, if I'd never said it or done it, would I be where I am today with that kind of awareness? Yeah, I think I'm not very good at using mistakes for growth. It's taken me a long time to go, okay, well, that was maybe a good thing that went badly. I used to just go home and after any kind of mistake, be it a work mistake or a life mistake, I used to just go home and beat myself up about it for three weeks and then just make another mistake and then beat myself up about that one and forget about the previous one. So I'm not very good at learning from my mistakes and being perceptive with uh, how you go through the world, really. Would you be willing to share an example? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a really good one that is, I mean, you know, look, my... I've, I've, I've been out, like had relationships that were mistakes and things like that and not really learned from them properly and uh, repeated the same things over and over again, like gone out with someone who your personality doesn't necessarily match with and then going oh, out with another classic. person like that and um, just, you know, sort of creating your own misery in that way. Um, work mistakes. Look, I, uh, I've, I've made very few. I think I've had um, an almost perfect career. Uh, no, I've gigs and stuff. <laughs> when, when you fuck up at a gig, like you say, that is a, you, they're really hard to learn from, I think, because especially early doors when you're doing comedy, um, you don't know why it's gone wrong. It takes a few years before you go, oh, I did this that was the issue. And then by then, the hull is already pissing water in. Yeah, it's way and too you late. really have to steer to keep the boat up. Mine, of course, would be spiking my hair the same height as my head, putting a blonde streak in it and doing lots of attention seeking in tight clothes, which cost me tremendous amounts of work. It was a massive mistake. Uh, Louisa, and the eyeliner. And the eyeliner was also, was also oh, a massive mistake. Oh, I don't mistake. know. I don't know. If, like, look, I think it was of its time, that look as well, yep. Russell. Yes, you it know. was of its time. Oh, you're so kind. You look ridiculous. Yes, jumping <laughs> about like a bloody have, kangaroo with eyeliner on. I wouldn't have minded looking ridiculous. It was 100% a mistake. It cost me work and I realised too late uh, and I'm now sort of in a side parting recovery. Louisa, <laughs> what about you? Are you good at learning from mistakes or are you someone that just makes a mistake, explodes it, walks off to the next battlefield? That is exactly me, the latter. <laughs> no, I, I think generally my mistakes are like saying the wrong thing. I haven't really learned from that yet. Or also just voicing the unpopular opinion is probably is that a mistake, the though? thing that I always do. But I don't think that's a mistake, which is why I always repeat that. Because I just say what I want to say, who I want to say it to. I mean, the unpopular, the unpopular opinion could be an, an anti-racist point uh, 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 in a, within a bunch of races. That could be the unpopular opinion, but it might be the right thing to say. Yeah, true. I feel like I'm quite perfect, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Like, really, I couldn't tell you a mistake that I've made. What about going up one boob, one boob size too many and then having to backtrack? No, they just grew too much, so I had to have a reduction. <laughs> so oh. what are you talking about? My boob reduction. But they've no, grown no, back anyway. It's, it is intimidating being a face reduction with... and they've grown back. 
was a wet of 15, 15 grand it cost me. And it was agony. It's like gardening having boobs then. You've got to just prune, basically. Yeah. Do <laughs> send me the link afterwards. I, just, I can forward that on to Lindsay. And, um, <laughs> and so I was going to say, do you think you've used mistakes for growth? But clearly you have as you <laughs> continue to grow after the mistake of a reduction. I mean, we're into we're into gender stereotypes here, Louisa. But do you think? Oh, let's not take us. We're unusual characters. Yeah, we've got an outspoken uh, media personality in yourself. We've got an attention-seeking comedian in me and Matt. So let's not focus on us for a second. But do you think generally, given all the men and women you know, men or women, men or women are better at using mistakes, acknowledging them, and growing? Who's got more of a brick wall of I don't make mistakes, men or women? I think women are better men for some reason I don't know what it is about men but they do seem to make more fuck-ups than women mm. in per in their personal life I think or I don't know if it's that or if they're just stupider <laughs> so it all comes out more whereas women are slightly more manipulative and crafty and can style it out a bit better or they're learning from their mistakes. Do you mean do you mean mistakes in their personal relationships? Like, oh, I, I slipped and fell in a prostitute, for example, was yes. a massive mistake I had. That yeah, <laughs> or like ooh yeah, kind of like yeah, <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> here I go again. What is interesting here is um, obviously Louisa. You do know um, a lot of Russell's personal dark mistakes as well, don't you? I have made a friend, so. Uh, you know, this is. It feels like there's like a. It's quite. A, it's quite a loaded episode. This because you're going. Yeah, men do fuck up, don't they, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hungover. No, from yesterday. I think. I think that. Um, I think that guys just are more like a bit more blatant. Like they don't care as much, you know. And they kind of. It's sometimes like a bit of a proud moment for a bloke. I think like messing up in personal life, and then they're like, "Oh shit, I've gone and done this again." But like. Sharon's taken me back anyway. <laughs> well, I was gonna, that was going to be my next question, Matt. Do you think there's more pressure for women to um, experience mistakes as failures? Do you think men are like, I've made, I've made a mistake, but it's a growth opportunity. I'm going to learn from that and grow. Whereas uh, because of the way society's structured, when a woman I, fucks I up. I don't think fair. so. I think men are allowed to make mistakes more because we're sort of treated more like we're, we're giant children. So mistakes are kind of like treated like if a man fucks up, like very often in the public eye as well, a man will fuck up and everyone's like, oh, what's he like? Whereas if a woman made exactly the same mistake, she yeah. would be cancelled. And I think that's that's the way that society has sort of um, nurtured men into being giant children and women are expected to be perfect and motherly and in charge all the time. And I think yeah, that's probably so right. the issue. And also, I think... Um, like you said about men where they're mis like men are looking for a story I mean this might just be because I'm a comedian but when I fuck up <laughs> at least you're like well I can tell people about this and it'll be funny eventually whereas I think women want uh, are expected to not do that and not fuck up and also not have all these stories of a failed life that's led up to that point Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 